Thank you for listening to From the Friar. This is Ellie. And this is Leon. Thank you all so much for joining us on another episode. I hope you all are having a wonderful new year. Happy beginnings and cheers to the next one. Hopefully life in general for everyone will get better. Good things to everyone this this upcoming year. Happy New Year's to everyone at home. Hopefully uh, wishing for a better 2022. We did 12 grapes for 12 months and 12 wishes. Set off the new year with good intentions. Did you have good wishes? Are you supposed to tell people your wishes? No, don't tell me what they are. But are are you satisfied with your wishes is what I mean. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they come true. Oh, are they specific? I felt like mine were pretty general. Uh, I had a mix of both. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like it. Okay, let me do like a five minute quick rant about Sex and the City. Oh, sure. Go ahead. Okay. So me and Leon on Friday, I think it was, watched the newest episode of And Just Like That, the Sex and the City reboot. Just like that, I forgot about Big. <laughs> okay, yeah. Big died episode one. We had like a half an episode of grieving, and now it's we're moving on with our life. It's it's a strange season as it is, but I don't know. That's just that's just weird. Whatever. Even past that, the characters are just so not what they used to be. It's we say this before, it's they're aging, but it's almost like they missed a part of their life and they're being dropped off in the future and they don't know how anything works. I mentioned this to some of our friends. I think they're trying too hard to hit too many topics in the world. Yes. I think it's fine to talk about. Yeah, these are all really valid conversations and things going on in the world right now. Great. I almost feel like there's a checklist and they're saying in this episode, we have to hit these 10 things. And it doesn't matter if it even fits. We have this character. They're going to deal with these life circumstances. This character, they're going to have these lives. And that's probably like how characters are developed. But in this case, it's, it's... it's not like a new show. We've known these characters and now we're we're seeing them and they're sort of trying to hit all these different topics, whether it's like ageism or being unaware of current life situations or uh, gender identity. Like, not mind you, I, I don't care. That's cool that they're yeah, that's hitting fine. those points. But I think this show is just trying to hit way too many. Yeah. And I also almost feel like the writers did not watch Sex in the City prior. Really? I think it almost feels like, That'd hey, we have if, a show of these would be four women. The writers are like the same previous writers. There's no way. There's no way. Unless they also aged weird. <laughs> <laughs> They're making their characters age weird. But it almost feels like they didn't really know the vibe of the show, what it was really about. It's almost like the people making the show now are thinking, oh, this is a story about four friends that are middle aged and their day to day life. But they really don't know what these characters already have been through. So a big reason I say this, and this is going to be a spoiler, so feel free to fast forward a bit. We see Miranda cheat on her husband in this episode. We see the building tension between her and Shay finally come to a boiling point. Or is she just coming along at the right time because she said she's so unhappy in her marriage and Maybe in her life. unhappy or deprived of so something. So this person coming so in. So Shay just happens to be sort of the figure. Y- okay, yes. We can portray this that. It I just don't see her cheating on her husband based on everything they've been through just for her to turn around and do the same thing. Granted, it happens. It totally happens. I don't know why it was just so frustrating to watch. Also, when, all of this happened while Carrie was recovering from a surgery, could not walk, cannot get up by herself. Just getting drunk in her kitchen and smoking in her kitchen. So she's calling her out for, you know, your drinking is a problem. Yeah. Like, you're drunk. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Middle of the day, you're taking shots. Yeah. With my boss. And then... I peed myself. Not good. Not good. 
At the end of this episode, what was really frustrating to me as well is there was a three-month time jump. Carrie's back in her heels. She looks great. But what does this mean for all these other characters that we saw? What What does this mean for Miranda. the daughter, Miranda, yeah. Shay, the work? Is it weird? Does she still work there? I just feel like the time jump was all so sudden that what are we going to do with all of these characters? We're going to say, oh, she told Steve that she cheated on him and they're fine. And Steve was like, like that's yeah. it? Steve was like, yeah, that's all right. Is he like, no, I have a hall pass? Like, what What was the reaction? What's What's everyone's reaction? Was work weird? I I don't know. I wish there was more to it, but I keep saying that every week. But you know what? Every week I keep watching. Would so. it be a huge disappointment if the next episode she just mentions, yeah, I told Steve and he, it bugged him a bit, but he's over it. And then that's all you get. Oh, I'd be so mad. That's What's the point of even doing this then? Yeah. Also, having Brady and the girlfriend live together in her house and just fucking all the time is a very weird storyline. I don't feel like it was it's needed at all. What is this doing for me? What is this adding to the overall story? They're like in high school, right? Yeah, he's I mean, 17. Can, can you go home? You need go. to go home and don't bring your lube here either. Okay, enough of my rant. Sex in the City, it's it's a wild ride. I'm curious what fans think about this. I haven't really, you know, I don't interact with the Reddit boards much, but it'd be interesting to see what they think. I haven't looked at it on Reddit, but I usually look at the hashtag on Twitter to see what people are saying and... While some people think this episode was a turning point and they really liked it, like they saw glimpses of the characters prior, they really liked where it's going, a lot of people are still eating it alive, though. A lot of criticism. Maybe that's just a natural progression of when you're trying to bring back a show that people are very passionate about. Like you're not going to please everyone. Or maybe that's not who they're targeting. Maybe they're targeting new fans. Oh, you shouldn't then. You should cater, I think, to your audience because your audience is still similar. Maybe that audience is small in nature maybe i was interacting with someone on twitter and she brought up a really good point was this show always this corny and we just grew up Mm. maybe it's because we are grown women now we're we're just like no that's not how we act that's not how situations play out you should rewatch like two or three episodes from the last season maybe and i'll just be like wow this is so corny Today we'll be covering Sister Wives as well as 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days. I thought both episodes were pretty good, but man, you can really see the divide coming even more in Sister Wives. It's almost like we're watching the downfall of the Brown family. Yeah, and the kids are turning against... I mean, you can really see big I, fractures in this family now. One, I think one kid, Janelle's kid Gabriel, was saying... I'll call dad right now and yell at him. I'm like, damn, bro, you got some balls. I mean, honestly, that's what they should be doing instead of taking it out on Janelle. This poor woman is getting mass pressure on both sides, and there's no winning. Regardless of what decision she makes, she's losing. Yeah, either she stays with Cody, and then her kids are going to go off and do their own thing, or she stays with her kid, and then Cody just says... Uses it for more ammo. Yeah, uses it for ammo of, well, I guess we can't be together as a family. And this is all your fault. You're not loyal to me. You hate this family. That guilt trip was bullshit, by the way. Should we just get into Sister Wives then? Do you want to start there? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. This is the latest episode that aired today called Choosing the Kids Over Cody. First off, I just want to say that everyone, all the wives, choosing their kids over Cody is 100% correct. So some of the wives, they want to you know, hang out with other family members or maintain those relationships even through COVID, which... Again, mostly you'd have a family bubble, but their family just happens to be huge, yeah. so their bubble is fairly big. He's he's sort of wanting them to hardcore quarantine so they can see him, but they're making the choice like I rather see like twenty family members than just you. Yeah. And I'm for that. 
Yeah. Like you should maintain relationship with these kids you've you've raised that yeah. maybe aren't your kids, but you've helped raise them. Those are pretty, and you can even see like you can the, see the relationship. The relationships from the kids to Cody is totally growing apart. And mind yeah. you, we don't see, we don't know how often they talk. I or mean, chat, from the way they text. talk about their dad, yeah, they don't. It's a lot of pressure there. There's a lot of distance, and they're not happy about it. I think this is the first time we really see Christine mention that COVID is not going to run her life. So I think she is maybe a little more lax than I would be. I would think so. I think so as well. So this is the first time we really talked about that specifically. So that's kind of unfortunate. And I do see in Cody's eyes, that's really hard. I I do understand that because I do take it maybe a little more seriously than other people. But I think throwing your wives against each other and placing blame on them is not the correct way to motivate her to change her ways. I feel like they most of them are in a situation where they should be taking COVID pretty seriously. Yeah. I mean, they're not they old. They're, undis- they're not old, but they're... They have some underlying stuff you know, that could put their, more pressure on their body. They're not body. in their 30s or 40s. Mm-mm. You're no, heavy. You're like well, heavier. Probably. probably. I mean, a doctor would say you're overweight or obese yeah. or whatever. That's not good if you get COVID. No. So I understand. Okay. I will admit, I do understand where Cody's coming from, but I think he's just going too far and then other people are not going far enough and yeah, I, and neither one I, is willing I, I to I do think he's going too to far. Bend. I mean, he's not even... Some of the protocols he has aren't even CDC protocol. He's on a totally different wavelength. He's making them up, I feel like, because at this point in the pandemic, if my theory is correct of when this is being filmed... We were already past the point of surface transmission. We knew that wasn't really an issue. You did not need to sanitize your groceries. You did not need to wipe down your mail. We are probably in the first holiday season of COVID. Because COVID for us started around January. And then then the the following year. They're talking about Thanksgiving. Yes. So, but at that point, we were past the surface transmission. So, I don't know why he's making it still a thing. I I, think the more... I think they're a little paranoid. Yeah. I think so, too. In the first scene, we see Janelle outside working with Cody on trimming the trees, raking leaves. Basically, the only thing he can do at this point in that house or that he's willing to do. Right. They made it seem like he only goes over for sort of outdoor activities. Yeah. And to yell at Janelle and to leave. Janelle really tried to apologize this episode, to speak calmly, to try to come to a conclusion. And Cody was not having it. He did not care what she had to say. He did not appreciate even that she was saying hey i know i wasn't right in our previous conversation but he didn't care i think it's really important when someone is trying to apologize to you for you to take it in you don't always have to accept people's apologies but you do have to acknowledge it and she was trying to make it better for everyone to admit hey this conversation went this way i didn't even want it to be that intense sorry for how i acted he did not give a shit and he would never give a wife that apology Right. I don't know. For him, he, he sort of has to always kind of be strong, being a, a father figure in these types of relationships. Think of yourself as you, you are the leader. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to lead this pack through a certain direction. So you sort of can't show like weakness. And he's probably yeah. not going to apologize. No. Like Janelle did. He is the man of the family, the head of the household. He doesn't ask for permission. Okay. That's clearly ruining your relationships with everyone that you cannot humble yourself. Cody says that Robin sees the value of family. And I think that's bullshit. He is putting the wives against each other and isn't even hiding the fact that he is putting Robin on a pedestal. 
He's putting her in front of all the other wives. Yes, of this is or, the model wife. And making she does everything I say. This is how you need to act if you want me in your life. And Janelle's totally right. My family's way different. We are all grown. Everyone has to work. People have lives. We are willing to compromise. We can do something, but we just can't do it to your intense standard. It's fascinating to watch how COVID... I don't, I don't want to say like it brings out the truth, but it's sort of... It pushes families or it's sort of... Yeah. I think um, it brings out... Tests you. Tests what might you have and, been a small issue before yeah. that you could sweep under the rug. Now it's fully in your face. Cody is still trying to convince Janelle to kick her sons out of the house. And that's crazy. That is really weird. One son almost has a down payment for his house. He needs... She's guessing three more months of savings. Not bad at all. Totally awesome. The other kid has a social life. He's not willing to give up. He's very digging in his heels about that. I think it's bullshit that he wants Janelle to kick out her kids, but we can't kick Robin's kids out. Why? If this is purely based on age, which was the angle that he was coming from, Robin's oldest son should be out of the house then. Oh, but he's going to school, so he can't be kicked out. There's exceptions for everything. Why right? is that an exception? The other kids are working. Right. Oh, but they're not going to school. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The other kids, no, it's not fair. Also, the second oldest of Robin's child is, I believe, 20. She's either 19 or 20, so she's right on that verge. Is he preparing her? Is but he how pre- old is she during filming? Probably 18, 19. Okay. Because I believe she's 19 or oh, 20 yeah. right are, now. Are you, are you prepping them? Yeah, to are get you get, at telling 21? her, you know, she needs to start looking for an apartment? Or is it because I know that they have other issues? For example, her anxiety and panic attacks that are completely debilitating. I understand all that. But why are you willing to give them grace and support and not other children that might also need a little more grace and support? Do you think why they're... are they not held to this standard that even you said? My dad kicked me out of the house with a car I earned in $50. Why don't you hold everyone to that standard then? It's funny because it's a different time, right? It's but absolutely a different time. Do, do you think he... I can't remember the girl's name that gets the panic attacks, but... I want to say Savannah, but that could be wrong. Do you think... So is that... Does that stem from some sort of like mental... Something she's de- battling. I mean, do you think it's definitely that, something she's battling? So I believe that's Aurora who has the do, panic attacks. Do you think they've given me. her help in the form of seeking therapy? I really hope so. I think there was a gap in the care that they got for Isabel. I think they were trying a lot of physical therapy and Is that things really like how you that. Say her name? Yeah, it's Y E S. Oh dear God. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they spell all their kids weird. Yeah, it's a little. Well, I feel like they combine a lot of names and stuff and things that are important to them. Anyway. I feel like there was a gap in her care. For example, a lot of physical therapy, even though the doctor always said from the beginning, we are going to have to do surgical intervention. They tried really hard to not do that. And then we saw that Christine had to apply for insurance and get that herself for her daughter before the surgery. I'm wondering if something similar is going on with the panic attacks. Are you guys just saying, oh, we're going to hope it gets better? Or are you taking her to therapy? Are you giving her medication she may need that could help her with this? Are you really giving her the best care or is it something that you are kind of passively dealing with? I, I just say that to just, I mean, I hope she is getting that hope she yeah, needs. Yeah, exactly, because, exactly. It's or, completely or are debilitating. They creating, are they creating these weird dependency sort of situation where the daughter can never sort of leave their grasp because she's just not able to sustain herself? Here's what I'm worried about. So with the extra care that Robin's kids need, I'm worried 
Now, I have no proof of this, so <laughs> take what you will of it. I'm worried that Robin may be smothering them and making an environment where they would be scared to leave. They're scared of the outside world. They're scared of what could happen and what could go wrong versus maybe letting the reins go a bit, letting them explore their lives, what they want to do in their lives. And yeah, they're going to fall sometimes. It's, it's going to happen. It's fascinating because time will tell and we will see where these kids end up. They're never going to be kicked out. That's just, only for the other kids, we'll I guess. We'll see. I'm curious. Well, the oldest kid would be kicked out then. Nah. Or is it okay because they fully listen to their parents and will do anything that they say? Unlike Janelle's boys who are pushing back, so then he's saying, no, get out. See? Double standard. At one point, Cody asks in one of his interviews, what happened to Team Brown? And it turned into Team Cody. It's all about him. His wants, his needs, everyone being respectful and mindful of him and his needs. He doesn't... I don't feel like there's a lot of care for the wives in this family. I mean, already when you ask a mom to sort of give up her kids to see him, that's yeah. pretty telling of his, you know, you know, his objectives. During the sit-down conversation with all the wives, the intention of this conversation was to really nail down what they're going to do over the holidays and who's willing to do what. During this entire conversation, Cody can't stop bringing up his own sacrifices as if he is the only one dealing with COVID in the world. He is wants to be, he wants an award. He tries to picture it, and it is, this is the way it comes off. And Janelle, Janelle made this point. It's, I'm not following all your 20 commandments, mm -hmm. so I'm not doing anything. Yep, it's either he doesn't view anyone you're, as doing you're, anything. You're all in or you're all out. Yep. Even though you are doing the quarantine. Social distancing social distancing, and you know. wearing a mask. And but, nope, you didn't follow them all, so you're out. Yep. I completely believe all the children when they say they haven't seen their dad. Christine even says, we've only seen him a handful of times in nine months. Ooh. You want to talk about the theory? Sure. Yeah, yeah. This, okay. this is a good one. So on Reddit, I was just doing some reading and kind of digging through old posts. And one person came up with a really good theory. This is There's no proof of this at all, but I thought it was such a good theory and a fun theory. I like good conspiracy theories. The theory that this Redditor had was that one of Raman's kids got pregnant and had a child during this time and that they are hiding this child and that is the reason for no visitors, no interactions, that they are pushing really hard on these COVID protocols and saying, you know, putting this blame on everyone else that they can't get together because there is a child in that house. Now, That's fascinating. I don't know how you get to that point, but that's cool. No, yeah, exactly. That's I don't cool. know where that theory it's came from. a cool from, theory. But did you hear in this episode Garrison say, that is long enough for someone to become pregnant and have the baby. That's how long we haven't seen dad. Mm. You know, mm. that that's, that's that adding a little bit to the conspiracy. That wasn't released anywhere. No. It's interesting that he said those specific words. Exactly. So take what that of you will, but I found that really interesting that that came out completely unprovoked. What if Robin had another baby? Nah, what if that's what it was? They would be happy to celebrate that. No, but they're keeping it on the down low because... He's like, I have to take care of this child. You guys have to quarantine because we don't want to get the baby sick. Oh, it'd be... Oh, it'd be too much ammo. They'd, it'd be too good. They'd be going all in. <laughs> Do you remember being young and not being able to stay away from your girlfriend <laughs> for just weeks? I love that they're pushing on this so hard. Is it Garrison? Or is I it think Dillon? it's... Yeah. Garrison? Mm, no, it's Gabriel. Gabriel. Okay, yeah, Gabriel. It's funny, he's got long hair like his dad. He's yeah, funny. exactly. Same cut, everything. <laughs> yeah, in, in, in the small world of being being a young man, it's just like, 
that's your entire world. <laughs> exactly. Like, How could you ever quarantine? How could you stay away for two whole weeks? It's so funny to see. But hey, it's a part of life and growing up. Also, we heard some fascinating stories about their past. Oh, like, about like Janelle? They used to live in Wyoming mm-hmm. at a certain point in time. Cody wanted to move to Utah, and Janelle said, well, I'm going to chill here for a bit. I guess she was really starting her career. It was taking off very well. She had a good paying job. She really liked her job, and she really wasn't willing to give it up at that point just to move. So she ended up staying in Wyoming for like eight more months. For eight months, her and the kids and Cody and the rest of the family. It sounds like they ended up moving to Utah. Maybe that's the Lehigh house that we kind of see. Right. That is... It is interesting that they've basically stayed in this little pocket of states. It's mm-hmm. Wyoming, Utah, Nevada, Arizona. They sort of yeah. moved their way down. Next is going to be Mexico. <laughs> Did you feel like Robin? Texas. It'll be Texas. Maybe. You heard it here first. <laughs> Ever, I feel like Texas is getting a massive influx of population right now. So you never know. I felt like when Janelle was at Robin's house and they were kind of chatting in her backyard... That Robin was giving Janelle shit for picking her career over Cody and the family. Really? Eight months? Long time. Yeah. Because she took pride in her job and her world outside of Cody. And she mentioned, my job really helped the family. You have to take that into consideration with so many kids. You need the income. That conversation was really awkward because they're each sort of talking about each other but not mentioning each other they're dancing around like when robin says like oh oh having him over this long you know like you know he should like you know i'm tired of it i'm like yeah you're not tired of it. no i don't think so at all because she needs all the help but then but then janelle says oh man i mean he was with us for five days once during this pandemic Mm -hmm. thing and i was like yeah i just wanted him to leave but she's really throwing a shot at robin because cody's always at her house yeah so essentially, she's talking shit to Robin without... Yeah. And Robin she's, was doing the exact same thing. It was a really cool back and forth to see how they can argue or sort of talk <laughs> shit to each other. With a smile on their face. Yeah, without really talking about each other. Did you feel like Robin talking about her other suitors was weird? I thought that was super that was weird. Very was there? Strange. What's I don't the point, even, What's the point of that? That's what I'm saying. There was no... There was nothing like who, that who, led to no point to being made. Well, she was trying to make the point of... Like, people think you would want this, but I had suitors that wanted just me. Yeah. But I told them no. Because I, I want really a wanted marriage. this. Okay. And she talks in, like, guarantees of, oh, I could have married another suitor. And Anyone had a, had, I had wanted. A, had a great life and marriage. I'm like, well, what happened to the first one? I think the first one was a monogamous relationship. Didn't she also say that she didn't have that before? Or she didn't have, like, a... She worded it in a really weird way. It almost seemed like it wasn't that. Yeah. But you you were married to just one man before. Exactly. So I don't know. And he only had one wife, right? That I know of. I, yeah. Know they, of? I'd never heard her mention or even in interviews. Oh, there's sister had wives? sister wives. Exactly. That she helped raise other people's children or anything. Going back to the meeting with all the wives. Did you notice how much Cody said, me, I, everything is about singular him. Even though well, he has even, like 18 children. Even when he talks to the wives about the children, he says, your children. Yeah. He's never like, children. hey, Christine, our kids, talk to them. Or Janelle, hey, he, yeah, can you the talk boys. To our kids? Even. No, it's tell your kids. That's bullshit. During this meeting, we see Cody starting to crack. And it's terrifying. He turns to the wives. He's trying to calmly say, thank you for being here. 
and has the most psychotic smile I've ever seen. I made looks Leon at, pause. Looks at all of them one by one. Yep. Hope you have a great, like, Thanksgiving. That's some scary shit. It was terrifying. I made Leon pause it so I could take a photo. So scary. After this terrifying look, as he looks at each wife individually, he says that he appreciates everyone, I guess, coming together, talking about this, what they've decided to do, that they've come to a conclusion. And the head wife says... The head wife interrupts Cody, which no other wife would ever be allowed to do, and criticizes his use of the word appreciate. She's like, I don't like that word. How about respect? You're respecting their choice. So then Cody changes his wordage. So then he immediately backs down because the head wife said so and changes it to respect. He respects everyone's decision. Whereas the head wife just previous in the previous episode mentioned uh, Cody would never do that. He wouldn't be a type of guy that ha- would have a head wife. And he would never let one of his wives tell him anything. We see it perfectly multiple episode after episode. Head wife. What I got from his first words before he was rudely interrupted (laughs) was that I appreciate your honesty. I appreciate you telling me your plans and not dancing around it or anything like that. Exactly. That also is probably let puts a relief off his shoulders of like, okay, and I don't have to like think about what the hell we're all going to do Thanksgiving. Like it's a big deal and everyone's doing their thing. Whereas Robin's like, how could you accept their decisions? They are. They are distancing themselves from our family as they're going to go see their kids in other states. (laughs) Yes. They're just horrible people. Okay. After Cody's amazing guilt trip to all the wives, his psychopathic look. Oh, Janelle could not stay for this shit. No. And she's right. What's the point of staying there and giving this man your attention and respect and time if he's just going to talk shit to you? And he talks about shouldering the responsibility like no one else exists. As if he is only All these wives are raising kids without their husband? Yep. Most for Robin. And all those kids that do not have their dad present in their life. What does he do? Does he? That's just do, what I'm saying. Does what just, does he do? Does he just make like business calls all week? Like what does he do? He must, right? You work from home-ish doing whatever you do for business. Or is he like a LuLaRoe dad and husband? And, like, oh, sells... like we saw in the documentary yeah. how they would always encourage their husbands he, to get involved. Does he tag team with Robin on selling Maybe. product? We did hear that Christine has an employee. Now. I love that wording. We both assume this is not a nanny because she really only has truly and a nanny doesn't really make sense for how she is. So we think it's a LuLaRoe person that like helps her ship and do the business, like the physical stuff. Although Cody that. also wouldn't call a nanny a nanny. He called the nanny an employee as well. Yeah, but so then it came out it's a nanny though. Maybe Christine says, fuck it. She got a nanny. I'm getting a nanny. I don't, I don't see her getting a nanny. I really think it's someone for the LuLaRoe. Right. Especially from her previous week. And she says, what does... <laughs> The nanny do. Exactly. Janelle gets up, tells Cody to fuck off, and leaves. I love it. I love seeing the... A lot of these shows, especially when they're based off of, you know, some religion, you know, they never curse. No, and they're never going to talk to their husband like that. I, I just love seeing more reality cody saying bullshit multiple times oh, i loved yeah. it i love i want to see the the real the kids them. are cursing i want to <laughs> see like the real them of who they are yeah, we're, don't we're sugarcoat this it. shit yeah i i am here for the reality in this conversation it was kind of placed on christine to decide is she going to quarantine everyone and get together for thanksgiving or is she going to go to utah to see her older children stay with them take her kids to see their sibling She said that she's not willing to follow this for Thanksgiving, maybe for Christmas. Janelle says she also is going to Utah for Thanksgiving. 
So all of them, I'm assuming, are getting together or they're going to see their their kids, their older kids in Utah and spend the holidays with them. I would bet Janelle and Christine just hung out together with the other kids. Yeah, I think so, too. But no, in the video, though, it shows Janelle with her. Maybe that specific day they just like were with their older siblings, older kids. Maybe there just wasn't a place big enough for everyone. I don't know. I just don't see think everyone should make sacrifices for Cody when he's not making any sacrifices for them. You know, ideally, he would quarantine with Mary. Yeah, but he doesn't like Mary. So no, but I'm just talking about if we're only talking about logistics, we're not talking about feelings. You know, all of this only has to do with COVID-19. No feelings attached. Logistically, it would be Mary. But whatever. I kind of want to see a kid move out to like California. I feel like all and these live their life. I feel like all Gabriel's going to be the one to do it. I feel like all these kids are... Hippie. <laughs> either in utah or i don't think any of them are in nevada no they have we have utah south carolina uh i think that's it and then uh, hunter's in school but i'm oh maryland i'm just yes, saying he doesn't count because he's in school so he's sort of just moving <laughs> but he's school. on his own and he's yeah. experiencing the world and he's doing master's program and... something i didn't really look into that much and you can we don't have to go into this but Maddie and her husband, Caleb, mm-hmm. I was sort of reading about the relationship and I didn't really, maybe when I was watching this, I was just watching the show. Didn't I really didn't make those, me. yeah. But I guess she was like 17 and mm-hmm. he was 28 when they were yeah. dating. I didn't realize that, that either. That is some slight and, and like sort of. It's a little co- bit of grooming. And, and I think it's a cousin by marriage. By marriage, yes. I think that's kind of predatory and weird it is a little and i would also probably tell if i had a daughter that was 17 i'd be like you're not fucking dating this 28 year old but i think cody really loves the thought of marrying off his kids and having them start families of their own that i think someone coming along and saying that they're gonna give them a grandkid and like start this life trumps how predatory that might be yeah that's a that's a big conversation but oh and then the the some of the I think this was on Reddit. Some of the folks in the conversation thought, like, imagine when you were 28. Who wants to Oh, my a, God. I'm like, not dating a high schooler. Who wants to date a high schooler? That would just no. seem really annoying. When I go to the store and I forget that it's lunchtime and the high schoolers are there, I'm just like, oh, this makes it so much worse. But right now, could on. you? And no. Caleb would respond with, like, oh, she was really mature for her age. <sighs> okay. okay. That's not okay. predatory. Yeah. Okay. And, like, now that they're both older, the age difference is yeah, fine. Yeah, I mean, now it's not a big deal. It's not deal. a big deal, but 17 and 28 is a bit much, personally. Okay, should we switch gears? Yeah. It's oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me like, do it next like, time on. There's, like, this fine line. Like, when you're younger, 10 years is a lot. Yes. When you're older, 10 then years Then it's, like, nothing. Much. It's, like, 30 and 40. Who cares, you know? But teen, a teen, and an almost 30-year-old, eh, that's a little much. Okay, on the next time on, we see that Robin is tired of being questioned. Mm. Oh my god, we see Robin's kids for the first time in, I feel like, two seasons. I, I think I said, I was like, oh my god, they're alive. We're like, they're there. We see them. Where's the baby? Where's the baby being hidden? You need to analyze the ladies and see if you could find any baby birthing signs <laughs> or something. I'm just looking like, is there a baby toy somewhere? Is there a baby blanket? They like, do have one young kid, though. He's like yes, six, but seven, they wouldn't be. it wouldn't be like a teething toy. Maybe it is. Not for the six-year-old. <laughs> he has teeth. <laughs> Maybe he's got a binky. Um, sure. Cody says that this situation makes them aware of who is loyal to him. Okay. Whatever. Who are you loyal to? Because this makes it real clear about who you're loyal to. 
I wonder if his mind, he's making it okay for him to distance himself with everyone Yeah, else. he, it's the perfect he's excuse. Making, he's making them sound like the villains. Yeah, he is. He's putting everyone against each other and putting Robin on a pedestal. We see everyone having their separate Thanksgivings and boy, can we talk about how glamorous Robin's house is compared to all the other wives except Mary, but she pulls her own money. Well, I think Christine went to her daughter Aspen's house. Yes, right? but even then we see the outside of Janelle's house and it's a very modest home for her and her... What is it? Three, four children? Three, four kids, yeah. yeah. But then you go to Robin's house and damn, for those four or five kids, they got a mansion. That's where the king lives. That's true. And his pedestal wife. It is fucking bougie. Yeah. Oh my God. I'd be bitter on that alone. This dude is giving this woman this house and you're spending all the time with her? So, so no. Just, just a really quick wrap up. I think it's been semi-confirmed that Christine essentially leaves Cody. Well, yeah. No, she but, posted on Instagram. But she then, said they're but, separated. But then don't. Mary... We found out Mary, you know, Mary's really successful in the LaRoe. Yes. I guess she makes like a really good amount yeah. of money a month. She's always a top seller. Um, she has the bed of breakfast, which I've heard does okay. Yeah. Does pretty good. Mm-hmm. And she didn't get family money for that bed of breakfast. She took out her own loan. Yes. Which means she doesn't owe the family anything for that bed and breakfast. Yeah. Maybe it'd be a different thing if they gave her family money. I know, but they to didn't want to go it. in on it. I'm still questioning. Why the hell are you still in? This dude doesn't love you. He doesn't like you. You're friends zoned. You have your own money. You're manipulated by like, Robin. Why, why are you staying in Flagstaff when if you are a LuLaRoe person, you could probably move to somewhere with more people. Yeah. And well, everyone it, likes it, the mail. And a lot of it's remote, so you're, you're mailing, but it's still sort of closer to maybe like a community where there'd be more people. I mean, yeah. maybe in Arizona there is a big community for LuLaRoe. I don't know. Yeah. But, it's really fascinating and it's yeah it's it's really fascinating to see like how a belief in something can make you stay into what looks like a really bad situation yeah and she's like just even though she did like, so poorly like, i would call it like mental abuse yeah like she's alone she mm-hmm. doesn't see anyone she's isolated isolated she doesn't have like that love she can't hang out with her other kids i guess yeah the other little kids that she loves hanging out with she loves helping taking so care you're almost of. being deprived of like that care you want to give not someone. only that but she can't even see her friends nothing and even that robin will still say even though i've hated mary a lot <laughs> she's a very fascinating character yeah and during this covid time and robin still won't let her hang out with her kids well we do see that she's there for thanksgiving yeah but all this other time crazy huh she's like i've been quarantining like the whole time but yeah but I'm still not allowed over. I can't see Solomon. But it took like 11 months for us to hang out. Because they were finally put in the hot seat. They were finally able to produce this list. Switching gears a bit. We also watched 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days. Season 5, Episode 4, Ghosts from the Past. Good episode. It felt long. They're all long. <laughs> they are all very long. Do you remember the good old days when they were like an hour were they? Because, man, two hours, I mean, with commercials, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. It's a feature film, but hey. <laughs> Starting off with Mike and Jimena. We see Mike arrived, and honestly, the meeting was a lot better than I expected. I expected her to be cold, kind of distance, maybe shake his hand, give him a high five or something. But she said she loves him. She kissed him. She hugged him. It was a good meeting. She said that he is shorter. Than she expected. It definitely was a better meeting than I would have expected. Yeah. The language barrier was so rough. Now. Oh, do you want to do my Google Translate yes. spiel? All right. If for any reason, anyone on 90 Day Fiance or 
that listens to this show because they have a fascination with it. Maybe they're in contact with someone international that they're trying to poke, you know? Please just get the Google Translate app. It is so easy to use. It even has like video translation of menus. You can Yeah, it's pre- like a live you translation. Can, you can pre-download languages so you don't need an internet connection. So if you're meeting your boo thing and there's just no phone service, you can pre-download their language and have all the features available to you. You could even do sort of like live conversation analysis. There's even a setting where you can like pretty much plug in headphones and just have like you speak and it just it knows, you know, you're you're translating in the earbud and they speak and like Yeah. It's so easy to use Google Translate. I don't like to plug stuff, but it's stop nice. using these stupid little dinky translator things when that every, probably never get software when, updates. When everyone already has a phone, yeah. Just do it. Make your life easier. We used it in Japan. It was fantastic. Yeah, so in Taiwan, Leon was out for work. I was exploring on my own. I needed to get some food. I couldn't read the menu. And so I just used the little live translation. It was perfect. I highly, highly suggest using the app. Yeah. Especially with the visual. Like if you're reading a menu, obviously, like you're going to restaurants or just, it just makes it so much easier. Yeah. And I've seen multiple people with that stupid little dinky translator. I thing. swear we've seen it for seasons now. I don't know if like the crew gets it for them. Do like, they hey, purposely give them a shitty you're translator? You're struggling. Try to use this thing. I'm like, dude, we all have cell phones. Just just get this damn Google Translate app. I honestly was impressed, even with Mike's little bit of Spanish that he did know. He it seems like I he thought practiced he had the nothing. basics. It seems like he practiced the basics. Yeah. What the hell do you think Mike deleted on his phone? Sketch. I think he's super got, sketch. I think he's got other bays. See, not good. I think he's not good. Bays. He's like, oh, who called you? Why was he so delayed to say, oh, my dad? And then she was like, let me see. And he's, she was like, why did you delete that as soon as I asked to see it? Although she did stop questioning fairly quickly. That was surprising. She didn't like poke him further. I mean, there is a language barrier. So maybe I think couldn't. that's what caused her to stop. If they were both speaking the same language, I think she'd be like, no, you tell me. Mike walks into Jimena's apartment and sees the whole extended family waiting for him. I don't know how he did it. I would have been... I would have been just sweating immediately. I would have been sweating, quiet, shy. Yeah. There's way too much going on Way too many people. And then add the pressure of meeting the kids right at that moment as well. I think that Mike is supporting most of this family, not just Jimena and her two kids. Because we find out that her dad and her stepmom also live in the apartment. If that's true, her dad had some balls to be like... Is making fun of his translator. But also just, you know, not sure of his intentions and stuff. But she's had some pretty crummy boyfriends in the past. I think Mike is literally the best boyfriend she's had. As far as maybe not a criminal background or, you know, doing sketchy stuff. I, don't know, I just think there's something rude about this guy is possibly supporting your livelihood. Yeah. And you're just talking shit about him. It feels very transactional because he also wants a hot girlfriend. I don't know if it's the best basis for a long-term relationship. I feel like a lot of these couples, especially on the American side, (laughs) need to do a lot better job of learning some of the language of your so-called love of your life, love of your life, future spouse. Nah, I think a lot of the Americans. It's always the international people that learn English. Like we don't ever learn a language. I think the Americans really expect their partner to learn their language. That's some American shit. Yeah, that's what what I'm saying. Mike whispering that he loves the kids made me uncomfortable. This dude with his limited Spanish, that might be the only thing he could tell these kids. <laughs> but also, a bit weird. Upon man. first, upon first a meeting, weird. I think it's a little much. 
Like, but you he's good you, with them. You don't even fully know Jimena. How are you going to no. tell you, her kids that you love them? Jimena and I'm already telling each other that they love each other. Day one, he's t- saying that he loves the kids. The kids do say they like him, though. He's the best that mom has had. Ugh. These kids have a lot to deal with, I feel like. We find out that Jimena co-sleeps, and there probably wasn't much poking that night. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. No. The kids were having a real hard time in their own room, which you should have been working on this week's ahead if that was the plan. Alina and Caleb. The scene starts with Caleb shirtless in workout leggings bringing Alina coffee. First of all, I think it would be... I have, like, basketball leggings that are essentially the same thing. Yeah. That seems super uncomfortable. Real tight, compressed. You want, like, comfort and, you know, some nice warm clothing to, like, you know, snuggle you but not constrict your blood flow. Now, I don't like talking about cast members' bodies, how they look. That's, you know, you also, are who you it, are. you have, like, leg hair? That's, like, it's, like, sticking to your leg hair. <laughs> Sorry. So I don't really like talking about cast members' bodies, how they look. That's not really what I do. I just kind of, I won't talk shit about their decisions and who they are as a person. But Caleb likes to make his working out and his fitness part of his identity. Sure, sure. And I feel like this man does not do leg day. There was no booty. Lack of booty? There was no booty. I think you were saying, like, how do those stay up? <laughs> that, yes, I asked oh how his God. pants stay up. He's the girl from Bob's Burgers. <laughs> Tina? Oh, my God. Doing her little twerk with no booty? It's all back? <laughs> yeah, I think he definitely <laughs> skips leg day. Or butt day or thigh day or something. Yeah, just a lower body day. I felt like Alina put a lot of pressure on the physical this episode. But she says she's not a thirsty bitch. She says she's not a thirsty bitch, but she can't stop bringing up about how she hasn't had a kiss. She got no cuddles and she will not stop talking about the night before. Okay. I think Caleb's kind of a butt. I'm not defending him. Sure. Good Lord. This man just traveled. He's super tired. I'm not going to judge. He mentioned it. Like I've just been flying for 20 hours and I haven't slept in a long time. Just let the man sleep and enjoy the rest of your trip together. Don't make this negative atmosphere to where he needs to defend himself for sleeping. Not a Caleb fan, but man, I enjoy sleep. I need a lot of sleep. I feel him. Oh, man. She thought the backpack was cute. I thought it was. You did, too? He put some thought into <laughs> a little adventure they could have and how I to guess. get around how to get around some limitations. I just think putting a person in a backpack's weird. It feels vain. But what if without that, she couldn't go on like a I hard hike? I get what hike. you're saying. And she, I mean, I guess it's a very individual decision. So if she's okay with it, that all, that's all that matters, not what the viewers think of it. I mean, we got to see them use it. It's been shown. I mean, it's been shown. They must, right? We see Elijah waiting in the lobby, sipping tea and snakeskin pants, Oof. looking fabulous, Oof. and here to judge. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. He's great. He also questions, do you was notice, there... Oh, well, go do ahead. you notice when they walk in, he doesn't even get up? No, he He's doesn't. Like, I noticed like that, the, too. It's like the villain waiting for you to sit down at the table. <laughs> then I will speak to you. I'm not getting up to greet you. I'm not. Nope. You are here to see me. He's also giving Caleb shit for not kissing her, not cuddling her, no sex, nothing like that. He questions, you know, you've waited to see this woman for 13 years. How do you do nothing? Again, the poor man's just saying, I'm tired. I think it's... Is that reason enough? I think enough? it's not that cut and dry. I don't think yes, so either. Yes, we've been friends for 13 years, but my goal of meeting her wasn't just to fuck her like the moment I so saw her. that is a big deal with this couple. I don't know what either one of their intentions are. It could have been like, I haven't... This has been my friend for 13 years... 
yeah, I think she's cute and we could maybe have a relationship, but I don't know that. And I'm fucking tired. I, I give him a pass on that but first I night But I feel thing. like Alina is looking for not that. For she's looking for a relationship. She's looking to fuck. She wants some D. She's made it clear. I don't know about him, though. Or did they talk prior to even the show and they said, hey, let's see if we're going to be boyfriend, girlfriend. Let's meet, see if there's something physical. Or have they been like sexting this whole time and it's throwing Alina off now? Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, see? They go sightseeing with Elijah and the first stop is a mosque, which is absolutely beautiful. We see Caleb and Alina and Elijah kind of walking around, take it in, and they want to go upstairs to see the balcony that has a beautiful view of the bottom floor. Alina cannot get up there with her wheelchair. Caleb asks if she would like to be carried up or maybe taken in the wheelchair up. She says, no, go ahead. And I thought it was weird that him and Elijah both left Alina down there and went up to talk. I was surprised that Elijah actually wanted to go up there. Because he seems very protective of Alina. And he keeps calling out Caleb on what not a gentleman he is. I mean, maybe he's like, fuck, I do kind of want to see the view up there. (laughs) Maybe. I did find it funny when Elijah... uh, just made fun of Caleb's like energy. Yes, because Caleb was going on about it? do you feel it? The tingles, like, the energy when you entered the room, the tingles in your body. Elijah's like, please stop. Like what? It's like the fuck? <laughs> no, I'm all about the energies, but man, I keep that inside. I don't really bring people on that journey with me. Oh, we got some energy scenes for sure. We did. We got some potion scenes. Oh, you're right. Later on. The next scene, we see Caleb, Elijah, and Alina going to dinner, and Caleb looks pretty annoyed that Elijah's at dinner with them. He was questioning when, basically, when would they get alone time? Honestly, I don't even think it's because he wants alone time with her. I just think he doesn't like it. I think that's part of it, but I think he does want alone time with Alina to even just talk one-on-one and not be worried about someone else's opinions. Yeah, Elijah it's really, will let you know. It's really hard to get all lovey-dovey when someone is right there. Exactly. Or just have an intimate conversation. Right. Elijah has no problem calling Caleb out, and we see it again in this dinner when Elijah, or excuse me, Caleb fills his water and not Alina's, and has no intention of filling Alina's. And I love that Elijah is just calling his ass out immediately, and Alina too trashes on him and says, he's American, it's not his fault. (laughs) Like, they're not gentlemen. They're not gentlemen. How did you feel about his toast to best friends, essentially? Well, honestly, we should backtrack a little bit. I mean, that is kind of rude. I mean, like when we, yeah. go, when we go to like a restaurant, I'm pretty sure I fill your water. Yeah, you do fill my water or I'll fill yours. Like, so basically whoever grabs like it some, first, I fill That's like some people's. basic ass shit. Caleb has traveled a lot. He talks about all the places he's lived. I feel like you pick up All the girlfriends norms. <laughs> Yes. Don't the girlfriends call you out on some shit like that? I would hope so. And so you kind of, traveling makes you grow. You learn things and I feel like. Different cultures? Maybe he isn't taking that in. I mean, even when I've gone to other countries like Kyrgyzstan or something like it was like a common courtesy to like serve people tea and shit. yeah you always <laughs> serve people before you serve yourself yeah so, it's weird that he's done so much traveling and he still doesn't have these things that are pretty normal there we see alina has a secret a secret man yes this is so unlike 90 day characters to have a secret yeah yeah <laughs> or a, god forbid a previous relationship yes like normal humans do So Caleb does not know that she lived with her ex-boyfriend for six months. Up until recently. Which is nuts because they must have recently discussed and made plans to meet. So that's weird. You were probably in a relationship at that time. Does he even know you were in a relationship? Or was it just... Wow, that is... Like, are you doing sexy time while you have a boyfriend? That's weird. Oh, you mean like virtual sex? No, we're just talking. Like sexting and stuff. Okay. 
talking in that way. Elijah leaves. And Caleb and Alina go back to the hotel room where we see him pick her up and start making out with her. They're about to be And poking. then he gets on her. And I was just screaming. <laughs> I don't... Okay, seeing people make out in general freaks me out. I'm really uncomfortable with it. But man, seeing them get on top of each other, I was like, no, 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 no. Too much. <laughs> too much. Just the door could have closed. The imagination can go. I get it. I get what's happening. This season... Of before the 90 days, I feel like we're seeing so much making out they're and trying, so much build-up. Maybe they're trying to sexify the show a little bit. Give us some spice. I guess, but I mean, I get it. The door can close. I know what's happening. Maybe not too much. Maybe the baby. folks on the show are a little bit more open. Maybe previous folks were like, don't videotape like my intimate times. Like I don't maybe. want that. Who knows? Memphis and Hamza. Memphis arrived in Tunisia and she's so excited to be there. It is two hours to Hamza's house. I did not realize it was so far. It was such a trek. I was talking to you. I was like, "This is a this is this friend has love, man." Yeah, this, this is, is a ride or die. Four hours round trip, mm-hmm. and he waited in the car for however long he was in the airport. Like that is some dedication. Holy shit! Like, yeah. I hope you gave him a tip or something. I hope so. Paid one. him off because that's a lot. That's a lot of love for a friend to do. I felt like Memphis was. We know she has some kind of self confidence issues, but man, I felt like she was pretty insecure about him having his own photo and not her photo on his phone. I don't feel like you have any... That doesn't mean anything. I mean, if anything, it's kind of weird it's, that he wants his own photo. I mean, some, some people are like that as far as that's how you show affection. What's my background? What is my background? Oh, my background is my nephew. Fuck that. I'm not changing it. <laughs> Finds default. Not even changed. Oh, thank God. <laughs> my lock screen's the forest, which is cute, but yeah. Some people just like a picture of their girl doing a kissy face. Which is know? cute, but I don't think you should read into it so much that saying... G- Gino's got a picture of titties. You know, whatever. <laughs> Everyone's got the You know, you thing. just put what you love. <laughs> he I, loves himself. I got a picture of my nephew before his face gets smashed into a cake. Yeah. Everyone's different. <laughs> Everyone's different. Well, basically we find out that Hamza's mom has told them they can't sleep in the same room. Which is yes. news to Memphis. In the car, he broke it to her that basically the mom says they cannot sleep in the same room. I told my mom I we would not sleep together until we're married. They also kind of made it seem like it's Hamza's house. Which is, That's what this I is, This is maybe how he's explained it to her or maybe the way the translation worked. I think it's the way the translation's going. I don't think he intentionally did this, but the way the language was used, it makes it sound like his mom lives with him versus he lives at home with his mom. Just on little subtle things. I mean, he's never came out and said it, but she asked, where's your mom? She's at my house. Things like that to where it might just be translated weird. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still so annoyed that no one can use Google Translate. Again, another couple that would really benefit from a live translation. Yep. They don't have it. But in Memphis's point, she doesn't even have the ghetto translator. Like she doesn't use. Oh, the little white one. She's not using anything. Yeah. And again, this is like a fairly intellectual person we're talking about here. Yeah. How the hell do you not have a translating app on your phone or She's something? Putting a lot up to something fate. to simplify your life. But he does know how to say big boobies and sexy time. <laughs> well, even even before when they when they talk at home, they they either use some kind of device, some kind of app to write their message in their language and I then think, translate it to English or yeah, whatever. Yeah, the, the texting. But. Why does that have to stop? You can still type that out and show that's it. That's what to, I'm saying. And that show would be it to the person. so much better than the struggle that's happening. I like, would way like, rather read something. That's probably not good for TV, but they can just read your message out loud. Yeah. Or, you know, sometimes they'll have like typing on the screen showing like what a text is. Yeah. I would prefer that over the struggle that's happening in this car. 
Like, uh, production team, can y'all get Google Translate on your fucking phones yeah. and pass them up? Terrible. We go to the house. We see the sister and mom greet them. See, I thinking, love Hamza's family. See, now I'm thinking it's planned, though. The lack of communication is actually a funny, like, haha. I mean, comedic thing. I could see that. It's, well, it's terrible. the show really likes to show the struggle. Right. So I could see that. Versus the common sense of having Oh, yeah. That. You don't want anyone that's put together and prepared. Fucking, fucking Paul had fucking translator. <laughs> we, I hate him. We are, <laughs> sorry, we sorry. are not. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, we get to their home. They're... Hamza's family's beautiful. Very inside kind. and out. They're very, super very, kind. Very kind. Like it's made clear that they are not to sleep in the same room. Just, yeah. we'll, we'll expand on that. Like, but Where is he sleeping? Oh, right here. Yep. His couch. Yep. And then... I cannot believe she even brought this up to the mom when it was already discussed. You don't need to try to bring this up with mom right now. It's her home. Respect the rules. It is what it is. Do you see a red flag where sex is that important? I, I know sex is important, but it's almost like, well, if the sex is bad, we can't get married. Like, I think you, that's you weird Im- because... You can improve on sex. But not only that, she was all in 100%. I'm marrying this man. The second week I get there, nothing matters. There's no red flags. But all of a sudden, you're you're it's, it's sex is good or or we're not getting married. How come that same pressure isn't applied to language, connection, commitment? Like, what if he was value? Vir- what if he was a virgin? Did you just expect him to be like this god in the bed? Yeah, like what if he has never been with an actual woman before? Oh, he's we, not are, supposed are, to have sex until are, he's married. Are you, are you not gonna marry him? Yeah, because he has this standard for himself. I don't know. We find out the next day. Well, she says she wants to respect the mother in her home and the rules, so she asks why they can't go to a hotel room. And then we see... Well, one, that's weird. You're if, still not respecting the rules, technically. Like, oh, um... <laughs> you're I wonder, being sneaky I wonder, about it. I wonder if she meant, like, during the day, can we get, like, a hotel room in Poe I think they something? mean just stay in a hotel room instead of the house. But if you stay in a hotel room, you're pretty much... The mom already knows you're yeah. not abiding by that rule. Yep. And he says, no, I'm going to sneak in when my mom goes to sleep. I'm not staying with a guy that has to sneak around his mom. I'm just not. That's so awkward. Mind like, you, we're Memphis, old. Memphis is like 33, 34, yeah. something like that. And he's 28, yeah. 29. Granted, I understand the culture, so that's a big yeah, part of it. I, I but get that. personally, me, I don't want to sneak around and disrespect a mother. That's your, you're playing with fire. In their home. In their home. We see the next morning, we can hear them together in the room. Mind you. The camera crew needed to be invited into the home. Yeah, mom probably let them in. So they knocked. Mom let them in. Yeah, and then... So this is probably why she was going to the room. To say, hey, your camera crew is here or whatever. You know, you have to do the show. She goes up to the room before she even knocks. She can hear them in the room together talking. And then, while she's standing outside the door, Memphis opens the door. And the mother's just standing there. That must have been so she asked awkward. For Hamza. Why would you not just have sex and then go on the couch? Why would but, you even risk this? Uh, on top of that, was being poked that important that you couldn't respect this mom's wish for one fucking for night? For at least the first night. Holy See how shit. it goes. Yeah. That's crazy to me. I just feel like they should have not done anything the first night. Maybe he feel just, it out, maybe get he, a hotel. Maybe I don't he pokes know. and just passes out. You need to crawl to the couch to avoid this situation. Or like, you need to get out. Yeah, she should have woken him up and been, get out. We cannot get caught. I cannot believe. Oh my God, he just broke his mom's heart. Yeah, she looked like she was going to cry. She was so upset. She immediately just walked away, went into the I mean, kitchen. Yeah, you know, a lot of people, they're, they're 
pretty private about certain things. I mean, there's a camera crew in yes. there. She's probably like, wow, I can't even. I'm not going to yell at you right now. Yeah, there's, or you know, there's a crew here. It's part of her faith. It, it's just real deep. It, it's disrespectful also, on many levels it, to her. It always fascinates me. You know, this this is part of our culture. It's part of our faith. And I'm like, okay, you just broke it like day one, day zero. Yep. Like I mean, how- he's said from the beginning that it's not really something he believes in, but mm. the fact that he's under his mom's roof, I think he should have or held maybe- it together a little bit more. I just felt really bad for his mom. I can't wait for next episode. Oh, the next... How awkward. Cannot wait. Does she sit them both down and say, you fucked up? I hope so. Because well, you can't go back. Does she still make them sleep separate at this point? Or is she like, well, it happened. Get married. She shit out of spite. <laughs> I agree. This is my house. I'll be coming out and checking on you. I'm going to sleep on the couch. I'm going to sleep on the floor, actually. Next to you. Yep. (laughs) Treat you like a child. Kimbali and Usman, a.k.a. Soldier Boy. Kimbali. We see Kimbali in her hotel room icing her swollen ankles. She said her boobs and her butt need to be bigger than her ankles. I cannot believe the storyline. Like This shit cannot be real. (laughs) This lady cannot be blind to this. Like, how do you know he's not into you? He's into her. He's not. She is a potential girlfriend. Also, he's be it's it's kind of surprising how upfront Usman is being because he is being very upfront. Yeah. But he's also told her you're a potential girlfriend. Like That's we're not, true. and you're like right now you are just a fan visiting me to watch this video shoot. I don't get why she gets so offended about so many things when you're not even dating. At all. But she does consider herself higher than a fan because she's a potential. So you're one step below a girlfriend, but you're 10 steps above a fan. Is how she views this. I mean, technically speaking, everyone that's single is a potential girlfriend. (laughs) No. Technicalities. She is in another Soldier Boy shirt. I was joking last week when I said, does she just have a shirt for every day? I'm... I think she does. I think she finally in the dinner she wasn't wearing one. I think she was wearing like a dress top. Okay, I think you're right. Yeah, I think she's wearing a dress top. Thank God you are not wearing his shirt to meet this woman. Okay. But yeah, in the bathtub, still just wearing one of the shirts. I need to know how many there are. I'm sure there's like more than seven. Probably. Also, is this official merchandise or did she make it like an iron-on transfer? I'm pretty sure so- Soja Boy did not send this to her, so I'm guessing she had it made. Mm. Like she went to the shops, yeah, and whatever the store. Or was, they did she shirts. do a screenshot, a screen print? Like you can go to the shop and get them right, done. Right, right, right. Or did she do like you remember those old school iron-on transfers? No, I don't. Remember oh those. my god! What? Uh-uh. Oh, we should make some. So you get. I wasn't creative like that as a kid. <laughs> I was very crafty as a kid. No, I wasn't. So what you would do is you print off on special paper like anything you want to transfer, and it's a heat transfer yeah. paper. You put it down, you iron it, and yeah. you just peel it off. It's like a temporary tattoo for a t-shirt. Does so it cool. Last long or no? Yeah. I mean, it starts to peel after a few washes. Yeah, yeah. But especially like, if you're like washing in like hot water. Like a cheaper shirt. Yeah. Where it kind of fades eventually. Yeah. Okay. I made my friend in middle school a B2K shirt, and she loved it. Oh, God. <laughs> Whatever happened to them? That was a great group. Being go crafty. Bump, bump, bump. Okay, moving on. We see Kimbali join Usman and his two business partners, assistant, One's like manager. a manager. One's a manager and one's an assistant. Okay. We see them get together for breakfast and a business meeting. Sure. Sure. <laughs> they talk about how they wanted to set up a meeting between him and another very popular artist in Tanzania. Kimberly is immediately 
just all over the place. She's very intense. She's very speaks with her hands. <laughs> she does. Like, and very like intense statements. Again, I don't, I don't know why you're offended. He's an no. artist meeting an artist. Yep. I think a they're pop, doing the video pop, together. A popular artist. Yeah. And he probably wants to feature her in it or something. Or she has connections to people in the area like dancers. Exactly. And I don't understand. So she says she's going to the dinner with them. And she does. Usman does take her to the dinner with Rosary. Rosary. Rosary is gorgeous. So yeah, Kimberly's a bit threatened. She's younger. She's gorgeous. They're having a good time together. For all Usman we know, for says all we know that, that her tongue... What is it? Her actually, tongue's all, real sweet. For all we know... That's not even Usman's type. So she yeah, we don't know. Her. I mean, well, if we're going it. off to what Usman's type is, I don't think he has. A, she yeah. has anything to worry about. Lisa, Zara, Kimbali. Yeah, I don't think. Well, Rosemary, Zara was more. I don't think Rosemary is his type. Rose Ray, Rosa Ray, Rosa Ray, yeah. Rosa Ray, mm. Rosa Ray. Sorry. Yeah, think of a Rosary. That's oh, how I okay. think of it. Yeah, he worded it really interesting versus saying like the accent. It's like, no, ah, your you tongue know. is so sweet. That's hot. <laughs> wow. And then he says, Swahili is sweet. Honestly, she was very comfortable in this conversation setting. She She was extremely comfortable. She She brought Kimberly into it. She was very kind. She asked about their relationship. So why is is Kimberly here besides looking sexy or something? Yeah, exactly. Wow, you're really leading this conversation. She was very comfortable. She was very sweet. She kept the conversation going. She invited Kimberly in. From the way the previews went... It seemed like she was singling her out or saying something that may be inappropriate, but it went very well. I really like her. I want her to come back. I hope we see her again. Ella and Johnny. We learned that Johnny's quitting his job to spend a couple of months with Ella. That's a big commitment. I think we both agree that they're not going to ever see each other. I don't think they're ever going to meet. At least on this season. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, what if they're on the next season? But what show would that be? Before the 90 days. Or maybe it's 90 day. Like he gets the visa or yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So many of these couples can just keep going. Keep that money flowing. Hazam in Memphis. Then they're on the 90 days. We can just keep recycling couples forever for 10 years. We find out that Ella is Wiccan and she is going to be using witchcraft to make sure everything goes perfectly with Johnny. We talk about moon water, rose petals, charging things. They kind of scare me. (laughs) Why? I don't know. I feel like they got the powers, the energies. Yeah, they they're trying to. They're trying. Yeah. They're going to connect with some. Yeah, do a love potion. They're a gonna, love spell. They're going to connect with something and make some shit happen. <laughs> She's part of a coven called the Sacred Journey. Also, can you do witchcraft in the day? I feel like that's a nighttime thing. And I feel like their outfits were a little too bright. Maybe a little darker. A little more blacks. You know, just enjoy my stereotypical views of witches. Right. <laughs> Why aren't they wearing hats? We see more of Johnny and his life. It was cool to actually, they were able to send a camera crew so we can kind of really see his life yeah. and his friends. And he's spending time in his local village. Not, yes, not of Jinan City. Because he, he works out of Shanghai, yes. I believe I mentioned. Yep. Yeah, so he's working at, he's visiting his, where he was from or born. It did look pretty though. It looked really cool. Travis he's got some dope shit. Johnny's going to the doctor to get advice on how to help Ella with her weight loss journey. He tells the doctor, in combination with diet and exercise, he does want to get herbs to aid in the weight loss. What did you think about the natural medicine? I mean, I'm into it. Fun fact, I see a naturopath. I take weird shit all the time. It's fine. I like how they mixed it. They're like perfectly It looks like an amazing pharmacy of just herbs. Everyone's in a white coat. They're weighing everything. It's cool. 
You know, I take weird I mean, stuff. I'm I mean, down. To be honest, they might have thousands of years of yeah Chinese herbal medicine treatment of sicknesses. I promise, I do not think that Western medicine is the end all be all. Right, personally, right. for but, me. I mean, look at a small example like a kratom. How that's kind yeah. of exploded and people using it and whatnot. Yeah. Whether it helps or not, whatever. But that's just one little example of maybe yeah. something that other places have used to help in that some kind Asia of remedy. uses that we don't that people are very concerned yeah, yeah, yeah. about but other people so that, swear that by was, it that was so. a cool little scene i really liked see. it because that's so unique well i mean i would never see something like that we talk shit about ella but johnny also plays into the stereotype saying for example i hope to be a redneck cowboy when Yee-haw. i get there <laughs> So, I mean, we're giving Ella a lot of shit, but Johnny also plays into that American, we eat all desserts and cowboys and rednecks. And meat. And meat, yes. His friend's a little asshole. I love his friends. They're (laughs) fucking funny. But he gave him shit right back. He did give him shit right back. So what we're talking about is when he's meeting his friends and they're all eating around a table. And his friend says, talking about sex, what are you going to do when it does happen and she suffocates you? (laughs) What a fucking asshole. Johnny gives shit right back, saying that it's easy to lose weight if you want to, and look at this guy, he's still fat. Look at our our friend over here. So that was was So good. Good for him. That was cool to see. His plan, though, was a little extreme. It's really extreme. So I don't know why Singapore comes into this. He's going to go from China to quarantine for two weeks in... You probably can't do direct, that's why. Oh, see, that makes sense. Just like, okay. um, what's the uh, Italian lady or fr- uh, French lady? Mexico, then here. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I see. So he yeah. wanted to do, he wants, this requires him to get another visa to go to Singapore for two weeks to quarantine. And then he'll go from Singapore to the U.S. on another visa. It's mm. a lot of moving parts. We find out that he works for an electrical car manufacturer and that he's essentially the breadwinner of his entire family. So when he says that he's putting a lot on the line... He truly is. It's odd because, okay, he has to quit his job. He has to, it's interesting. He said he's going to stop paying rent in mm-hmm. sh- Shanghai, yeah. but where do the parents live? Because they make it seem like. I think Jinan City. Oh, okay, okay. So stops paying rent. Well, that, okay, that's one expense that you lose. So that's good. Then he's going to go to the U.S., do the whole 90-day thing. Propose. But, but, we find out he's going to propose. But you can't work. No. But. He can't legally work, but he will probably help out with the ranch and be helping make and then, profits. And then, and then, then she will yeah, give him just, money to give, give him to money family. Or she'll just send money directly. Exactly. Like so while he can't technically work and fill out a tax form and all of that, I'm sure he will still be a helping hand on the ranch. I love Ella's roommate at one point when she wants to kind of cosplay for Johnny in the morning. Her friend said, it's too early for this. It must be like 6 a.m. or some shit. <laughs> Well, she said 14 hours, so was that 12 to 7 at night? Yeah. I so mean, when maybe. you were in Russia from the West Coast here, what is that time difference? That was probably our biggest time difference. I mean, that was probably similar, like 14 yeah. hours. So I get it. I definitely understand. Like you, it's either me getting up early, him staying up late. I get that. Yeah. I def- We definitely didn't do cosplay, though. No. <laughs> Sexy Naruto? <laughs> yes. I didn't even know that was a thing. Well, she says there's a character, there's a character on there that does... Like sexy ninja move. And it, the character's a male, but then turns into a female yes. with clouds around him. And then I'm like, oh, that's why all you fuckers be watching Naruto. Okay. All these kids are. Okay. You know. Okay. Oh, so it wasn't the Naruto run, huh? Okay. okay. No, there's a lot more behind that run. 
Interesting. <laughs> Gino and Jasmine. Yo, we see them the next day. Our boy got stamina. Apparently did not need a little blue pill. And Jasmine says he's a savage in the bed. Above average. Outstanding. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Did not see that. He's definitely know. jackrabbiting. Hell yeah. There's not a lot of but for a while. motion in the I ocean. For a while, though. It's a oh! lot of just pounding. Yeah. yeah. I'm a... Uh... Wow, I'm surprised. I was going to say pleasantly surprised, but I'm not pleasantly surprised. It's not, <laughs> no, we don't want to know not, this. It's not pleasant. <laughs> no. Oh, do you want to say the theory about his whole hat thing? Okay, so there's a theory on Reddit. I get a lot yeah. of my theories from there. Just yeah. that his ed- head is oddly shaped. Not that he's bald. Ah, interesting. So that is the theory. I mean, again, I just think maybe a lot of the brown I, theories I, I also was, have no evidence for. Uh, yeah, Ellie told me this theory and I thought, well, maybe he has like a big scar or something. Yeah. So I don't know. That's the theory going around. That's not necessarily his baldness. It's it's probably, something it's else. It's funny. Later on, it'll be he's just bald. <laughs> well, she said he turned off the light, took off his hat, so she felt it, and he has a beautiful head, like a baby. We finally see them exploring outside of their hotel. Jasmine takes Gina to Old Town and to a souvenir shop. She wants to give Gino things to put in his house that remind him and her of her country, not Gino's stupid ex-wife. Because there's a lot of Brazil items in the house still. Would you keep shit from your ex? Or that reminded you of your ex? Probably not, but I feel like men just keep things around out of habit. And it's there not right. because they're remembering the like, relationship. Like this is a coffee cup. I'm not yeah, this is a coat rack. like Just things like that. I don't think they think this is a reminder of my ex. I think they're like, yeah, I need this cup or whatever. Yeah. But personally, no, I wouldn't. She talks about how she wants no remembrance of his ex-wife, ex-relationships, all that stupid stuff. But I, it's just so annoying because she has an ex and she probably sees him all the time because of custody with her kids. And Gino doesn't have the option to say, don't be involved with your stupid ex. He has a secret. Again, unlike other 90-day people. We'll get into that Everyone's later. always got baggage. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's everyone. the whole deal. Yeah, yeah. On the next time on, we see Alina's friend questioning where they will live, and Caleb does not provide an answer. He kind of does a cop-out of, this is something me and Alina should be talking about. Which is not wrong. Yeah. They haven't had yeah. any serious conversations no, yet. No, no, no. That, that's true. So I don't know if it's really a red flag as they're portraying as they themselves have not talked about anything. Do you think they had sex? No. Really? I think they did. That night. The make-out. Oh, freaked me out the making out just i never want to see these couples make out so uncomfortable memphis is questioning hamza and at the speed of which he um finishes Mm, yes not so if he finishes too fast and is like enjoying himself why is that a red flag i don't know especially if the dude is not getting it in on the daily like yeah just doesn't have stamina right now yeah you can work on that or do other things before the act i'm just saying there's ways to work around it i don't see it as a deal breaker i'm very surprised this would be a deal breaker for her considering how much she's throwing herself at him yeah wouldn't it be like a turn on that you can pleasure a man yeah you're like i'm so good it's yeah we see johnny's mom questioning what the family will do once he leaves as he is the main breadwinner of their family we see ella receive a text from Johnny, and I'm assuming he's delaying his trip. Or something didn't go through, maybe mm-hmm, paperwork. Some, exactly. Something, something where it pretty much means they're not going to see each other. I think it's the first road bump to the inevitable of them not meeting. Gino meets Jasmine's friend, and Gino's worried about her temper and how she expresses herself. Red flag. I think, hey man, 
Gino got a little bit of poking. She might be a little crazy. Might be time to him just bounce. Hey, man. I think so, but I don't think it'll end that easily. Nah. No. She'll, uh... But he'll make a joke like, good thing I don't have any hair. <laughs> she, like, pulled, her, <laughs> pulled the girl's hair. That would just... be so cute and funny. That's like he's sweating as he says it. Like, uh, yeah, good thing I don't uh, have any hair. <laughs> that would be <laughs> really funny. Jimena and Mike are at dinner, and she says she needs to tell him something important. All right, we got some... What are you, what are you theorizing here? We haven't read any Okay, my joke one that some, I okay. immediately said right. was she's pregnant by another man right now. Oof. I don't think that's the actual one. That was my joke answer. Mine was someone is sick in my family and I need some money. Mm, that's a good one. Mm, I think it has something to do with her ex that's in jail. I didn't tell you something. We need to pay his pay. He's in jail for murder and you should watch out. It's like, what? <laughs> we need you to pay his lawyer fees. Uh, what? Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> what for your ex yeah no she loves him i mean was in love with him you remember that yeah anything else no nah, pretty good episodes though yeah good episodes. i think they're both good all right thank you all for listening i hope you had a wonderful start to your new year and have a good week take care stay safe and we'll talk to you soon bye thank you